welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Get all your news, results, and updates on NASCAR every week on this channel. You've tried the best, now here's the rest. Let's fill the last row with our hosts, Vanilla Wafers. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the bottom of the playlist as well as the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. We are getting ready to look at one of the craziest races in the chase, and that is going to be held at Talladega Super Speedway. Yes, it is finally time for that crazy race. It's not going to be the last race of round two. It's going to be in the middle, which in all honesty, I think is a much better decision because people are not going to be as near as jackasses as they would be if it was the final race. However, it's still going to be crazy, which means we got to make our right fantasy picks. And let me tell you, it's going to be a bit of a crapshoot because there's no really definite pick on who's going to win this race. I mean, the odds have been very similar for a lot of drivers. So we're going to do our best to make those decisions, but it is now October 1st. September is in the books. You can rake up Green Day because September finally ended, which means it's the first day of October, the spookiest month of the year. And speaking of spooky stuff, it's time to look at who has been victorious on October 1st. And we're starting off with Kyle Busch. Oh, in the M&M's Caramel Machine, he was able to get the victory at Dover International Speedway. He was able to edge out Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson, two of the most dominant cars that day. As both of them led 137 and 138 laps, Kyle Busch was able to take the lead near the end of the race where he led only 30 laps. Then going back to 2006 where Tony Stewart had a horrible season. He thought this was a scary season for him because he won the championship in 2005 and then he missed the chase in 2006. Don't worry though, he redeemed himself by getting a few victories during the chase including Kansas Speedway where he led a total of five laps in this race. They were important five laps because he was able to win the race on a fuel mileage, so he was pretty happy on that one. Congratulations to him. He got five wins total that season, but he only finished 11th in points. Then going back to 2000, it's Tony Stewart again. This time at Martinsville Speedway, he led 179 laps in this race, and he was able to edge out Dale Earnhardt and Jeff Burton, who, by the way, Jeff Burton led 202 laps. And then going back finally to 1995, we go to North Wilkesboro Speedway, which basically is an abandoned track now. Could really hold a haunted house there if they really wanted to. Mark Martin was able to get the victory here. He led 126 laps. He was able to edge out people like Rusty Wallace, Jeff Gordon, and Dale Jarrett, who, by the way, led 108 laps. And that's a little bit of history here on October 1st. Now, there is a bit of news going around, especially we talked about the 2021 schedule, but we really covered that in the last episode. I I really wanted to focus on that one and really there hasn't been no other news that has really been updated i was hoping we were going to get a kind of a answer on who was going to drive the number 21 machine i heard today was their deadline so they must have lied to me on that one maybe matty bandetto keeps the car i hope so but in the meantime let's look at the most important thing and that is the fantasy picks for talladega it's time to spread those butt cheeks and show your butthole because we are looking at the fantasy picks for talladega <laughs> Good thing I uh, put in that sound clip because if I didn't, nobody would know what I was talking about. And they'd be like, what the hell? 
Has he lost it once again? But at least some of you guys know, just people at Talladega are just absolutely crazy. Even this year, they were absolutely crazy. We had one jokester freaking fly a Confederate flag around the racetrack because that's when they said the Confederate flag was banned in NASCAR. So he was just like, I'm going to do the craziest thing. Let's put this flag in front of everyone to see just to show a big middle finger to anyone who does not like the Confederacy. Yeah! That's Talladega for you. But we are going to have fans there, and honestly, I'm always happy when we see fans at the racetrack, especially this year. And what a better one than Talladega. Now, looking into Talladega, the picks are going to be very interesting. These are usually picks we don't see at any other racetrack except this one. You're going to have some guys that are going to be really good picks. Probably your first or second top picks going to get you the most points. Your third and fourth pick guys, and then guys you may want to take a risk on, fifth, sixth, and then other people you want to sit out. And there's going to be some interesting drivers that I'm going to sit out for this race. And there's kind of a good reason. One, they're just not good here. Or two, they can do way better at other racetracks. But let's focus on the guys who I really feel like you should definitely have on your roster in your number one or number two spot. One including Ryan Blaney. Now, Ryan Blaney did not do really good in the first round of the playoffs. And let's be honest, in the summer, he really struggled. He was finishing like 20th or worse every single race because he just ran to problems. He really wasn't that consistent. But the one thing he's been really good at is restrictor plates. And he's gotten two victories here at Talladega in the last two races. And it's not just Talladega. He does really good at Daytona as well. With his points average being in the 40s, Ryan Blaney is definitely a safe pick to go with in this race. Another guy, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. really doesn't ever belong on the top 15 list when it comes to fantasy. This time he is. He's absolutely great when it comes to Talladega. Here's his last few finishes here. Second, ninth, gone to an accident, and then third and fifth. And he usually scores... 34 or more points when he doesn't get caused in an accident. He's definitely one of the best restrictor plate drivers out there. He's also one of the most aggressive ones. So don't be surprised if he gets caught up in an accident. But usually he is the driver that does cause the accident. So I think it's safe to say that Ricky Stenhouse is a top two pick in fantasy. Moving on, we have Eric Amarola in the number 10 machine. Eric Amarola has kind of been a little lackluster when it's come to the chase, and right now he sits 27 points behind. He needs a good, solid race here at Talladega, and he does really good here according to his stats. Third, fourth, ninth, first, seventh, that is all held at Talladega. He absolutely loves this track, and he scores a lot of stage points as well. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Eric Amarola in victory lane on Sunday. If not victory lane, he might get second or third. If this is a race that you want to save some of your top dogs and put someone who's on the outside looking in. Eric Amarola, absolutely 100% your guy. He is definitely the best option out of the Stuart Haas Racing Camp. Right below him, we have Joey Logano. Now, Joey Logano is kind of an interesting one. Here at Talladega, he's finished 17th and 11th in the last couple of races. And then in the other ones, he's finished 5th or better. So he's kind of looking on the downward spiral when it comes to this racetrack. But he still scores so many stage points that it's really hard not to keep him off the list. I think at worst, he's a third pick when it comes to fantasy rosters. But as best, he can get the victory and get first. Joey Logano, definitely the best guy for the Penske camp. And then lastly, let's look at the Toyotas. We're going to go with Denny Hamlin in the number 11. Obviously one of the best restrictor plate drivers right now. He's usually known for his skills at Daytona, but recently at Talladega, he's really redeemed himself. And let me just show you his results. This is how good he's been when it comes to restrictor plates. This is including Talladega and Daytona. Fourth, third, third, first, got into an accident one race, first, 
fourth. So if you don't count that one race, he finishes fourth or better, and he scores on average 34 or more points. Usually his average is around 42 points. He's definitely a great option to go with. I know here in the playoffs he has been struggling quite a bit. He's not been really the guy we've seen in the regular season, but he could definitely turn it around here. Maybe not so much with a victory. I think Daytona he would be better at getting a victory, but definitely a top five. He needs just a consistent finish here just to move on to the round of eight. I would consider Denny Hamlin definitely a top two pick. Moving on to some guys who would probably be your third or fourth pick. Let's throw Alex Bowman right here. Alex Bowman has been finishing near the top 10 in most of all of the restrictor plate races this year. Did get into an accident at the Daytona 500. Still scored 22 points. The other races, he finished 7th in the both of them. I really don't see Alex Bowman really dropping off in this race, especially a race where he's in the cut, but he's only 9 points above the cut line. So he definitely needs a good finish here. I think he could probably play it safe, maybe hang around Chase Elliott, Jimmy Johnson, one of those guys. I don't think he's going to be the front runner of those Ford cars, but he's definitely going to be a good, reliable pusher. I say it's safe to say he's going to be a top 10, definitely a guy to put in your fourth slot for this weekend. Martin Trex Jr. is kind of an interesting pick here when it comes to Talladega. He is definitely one of the riskier ones to go with because, let's be honest, when it comes to restrictor plates, he's really struggled in the past few years. Except for the last race hell at Daytona, he absolutely shocked everyone when he scored, what was it, I think he scored like 42 points in that race, finishing fourth. He did a great job, and in the last few weeks, he's finished fourth or better except for two races. I think one was Darlington, Bristol, and maybe this last race, I can't quite remember, but that's about it. And I really think he could maybe redeem himself once again going into Talladega. This is really one track that he's really struggled with. So he's a risky pick. If you're going to be risky with your fifth or sixth picks instead of going with safer guys, then maybe Martin Trex Jr. is not the best option. But if you feel reliable with everyone, by all means, stick him in your fantasy. It's worth to get those 40 points. If not, no harm, no foul. You put him in the garage. You can save him for another race. Chase Elliott is another guy that I put here kind of on an interesting list because Chase Elliott really does good at restrictor plates. Don't get me wrong. Finished second in the Daytona race. He probably could have gotten first, but he wanted to get William Byron the victory. I understand that. Uh, that's, a, that's a good teammate. But he's won at Talladega. And it wasn't really a fluke. He's done really good at this racetrack. But he's had a little bit of bad luck when it comes to restrictor plates. He gets into an accident that's not his fault. He gets taken out by somebody else when he had one of the fastest cars. He's definitely going to be up there. Don't get me wrong. But he's kind of similar to Martin Trex Jr. with he's a bit of a risky play. I'm sure he can get the top five or even better if he stays out of trouble, but that's if if he stays out of trouble. So Chase Elliott, definitely a third or fourth pick, but with a little bit of risk behind him. Brad Keselowski has been a kind of an interesting situation here when it comes to Talladega. His finishes have not been that good in the last uh, five runnings here at Talladega. 19th, 25th, 13th, 27th, 33rd. So why would I put him here on the top 10 pick? It is simply because he has been known to get victories here at Talladega, especially at times when he absolutely needs it, and he's gotten stage points in all of these races. He's been near the front every single time, just gets caught up in trouble. I would not put Brad Keselowski on your list if you're going to move with Martin Trex Jr. or Chase Elliott. If you're not going to put those guys on there, then go take a risk on Brad Keselowski. Just be prepared that he has struggled here quite a bit, so there is a chance that he could wreck out once again and only give you about 20 points at most just because he got the stage points but he wasn't able to seal the deal but there is a good chance he can put it all together and get you 40 or more points that's just the risk you're going to have to take with him 
And then lastly, let's look at Clint Boyer, either as your third or fourth pick. He's definitely more of a fourth pick, um, I would say, because his finishes here have been a little rough. However, he really does like this track. If Eric Amarola is going to do good, he's going to be right there with him. He's just had a little bit of bad luck. And he's been really, really good at restricted plate races because he's had some finishes where he finished second, almost won a race. He finished sixth earlier in the Daytona race. I mean, he does really good at these racetracks. He's just kind of similar to Brad Keselowski. He has to put it all together. And with the spot he's in right now, I think he's going to be a little bit more safer. He's not going to be too much of a risk taker because he needs a solid finish. If he's going to stick with Eric Amarola, then that's a great guy to go with. Maybe put Clint Boyer as your fourth pick. Now with Dark Horses, these would be your fifth or sixth pick guys. These are the ones you're either going to roll the dice with or you just want a reliable safe guy for, say, about 25 points. Let's first look at Chris Buescher in the number 17. Chris Buescher has gotten three top 10s this year when it comes to restrictor play races. He's finished 6th, ninth, and 3rd, and they've all been with that number 17 machine. He does really good. Roush Racing seems to do really well when it comes to restrictor play. We saw it with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Now he's with the number 47. He still does really good. But that doesn't say that they, they should be stayed away from because Chris Buescher's done really well here too. He's been pretty reliable. I had him on my list when it came to the Daytona race. He did not let me down. He's probably going to be a solid 30 points for this race if he stays out of trouble. Definitely use him as your fifth pick. He's a solid guy to go with. Tyler Reddick is definitely a sixth pick, but he could have a lot of value if he puts it together. He's had some really fast cars in the restricted play races. He's just gotten into trouble. If he did not get into trouble at Daytona, if he did not miss his mark by a little bit with Kyle Busch, he would have won that race. I feel like if not if he would have won that race, he would have finished second or third. He had an absolute phenomenal card for that. And I really feel like he could do it again here at Talladega. And I mean, why not? I mean, he's in a spot where he wants to upset the chase. He wants to get his first victory. By all means, put Tyler Reddick as a sixth guy. He may not finish the race, but if he does, oh boy, that's going to be really good for your fantasy points. Next, we have uh, John Hunter Nemechek. He's definitely a six pick if you're going to use someone like, let's say, Martin Trex Jr. or Brad Keselowski, maybe even Clint Boyer, and you feel like they're not going to have a good finish. If you're going to use more than two of those guys, let's say you put Martin Trex Jr. and Brad Keselowski in there, you're being really risky. It may not be the best to put John Hunter Nemechek. He's more of like he can cover for one guy, but definitely not two drivers. Um, you will want more reliability than John Hunter Nemechek because he usually finishes around 11th to 15th. But if you feel like these guys are going to do really good, then throw John Hunter Nemechek on there. His finishes have been uh, fairly all right this year. 11th or better, scoring on average 27 points. That's not too bad for a six-pick guy. So look at John Hunter Nemechek. He may not be a bad option to go with. Next guy I have on kind of this dark horse segment is a pretty interesting one, Bubba Wallace in the number 43. Bubba Wallace was the biggest news when we went to Talladega uh, earlier this year. And for some good reasons and some very bad reasons, we all know that incident it has something to do with rope and has something to do with a movement. I'll let you put everything else together. Whatever your thoughts are on this, it was just a bad thing overall. Um, it was just rough. But he did really good in this race. He finished 14th, got 27 points, wasn't too bad. And then at the Daytona 500, he got 15th with 22 points. But at Daytona, also in the summer race, he finished 5th with 32 this is uh, probably going to be somebody that you're going to put on your list if you use some of these top dogs too much. Let's say you've used Joey Logano like 
three or four times already, and maybe also Chase Elliott and Brad Keselowski. So you don't have really many options to go with. That's when you put Bubba Wallace on here. He could probably get you a good solid 25 points. I don't like the idea of having a guy that's like, oh, his probably max is going to be 30 points. His low is going to be uh, 15 points. I don't like really a guy to put on my list that I'm going to use as my fifth or sixth pick. But let's say you've used um, some of these guys a little too much. Put Bubba Wallace on there. He might surprise you at the end of this race. And then lastly, let's put the guy who won the Daytona race, William Byron. He's definitely a dark horse once again. He, this is what he's going to do for you. He's either going to get you a top 10. Or he's going to wreck horribly and finish 30th or worse. There's no in-between with William Byron when it comes to restricted plate races. He is really good at restricted plate. He's just on the wrong side of the stick for the most part. He did win the race, scored 44 points. We do remember that. In Talladega, he finished 11th, finished 28th earlier this year. And then the other races, wreck, 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 wreck. So... Again, he falls in the same category as, say, like Tyler Reddick, maybe even John Hunter Nemechek, but that's about it. I wouldn't be relying on William Byron to get another victory. It's really, really tough for him when it comes to these restrictor plate races. If he can put it all together, he can do the same thing like he did at Daytona. But this is some really, really strong competition, and everyone's going to be super aggressive in this race. I just don't see William Byron repeating his success. But by all means, if you think he can do that, he's going to be um, a six pick for sure. And he could probably get maybe 40 points if everything goes uh, goes his way. But like I said, that's a very risky pick. If you're going to pick any Henrik guy, I would lean the most towards Alex Bowman or Chase Elliott more than William Byron or Jimmy Johnson. So those are the top 15 guys that you should really look at. Here's some noticeable drivers that missed the list, and I'll tell you the reason why. First, starting off with Kevin Harvick. He's a fourth pick at best. Now, I know what most people are thinking. Well, put him on the damn list. Kevin Harvick is way better than fourth at best. He's going to do better at other racetracks. You can save Kevin Harvick. Trust me on that one. Kurt Busch in the number one. He's 27 points his best. He's going to be probably a fifth or sixth pick if you want to go with him. Maybe even a fourth pick if he does really good in the race. I don't think he's going to be much as a risk taker as these other guys. He's already locked into the chase. I think he's just mostly going to be right around near the end. Maybe get a solid 10th place finish. I don't really see Kurt Busch doing much more than that. Kyle Busch in the number 18 car. In the all the restricted play races, he has seen the checkered flag only 33% of the time. If you're willing to take the chances on those odds, by all means, throw Kyle Busch in there. But you know he's going to be aggressive in this race. He's nine points uh, uh, behind in the cut line. He needs a good solid finish. But at the same time, you bet your ass he's going to be greedy near the end. I don't know if he's going to see the checkered flag by the end of this race. We shall see. But Kyle Busch, I would really like to see him off my list rather than on my list. Then we got Austin Dillon here. Um, I'd say he's a fifth pick at best. I like Tyler Reddick a little bit more than Austin Dillon. Don't get me wrong. Austin Dillon's been doing really good. He did have some problems when it came to Las Vegas. It is what it is. There's not much you can do about that. However, for this race, I don't really see him getting that solid top five finish. I don't know why. I know he has a Daytona 500 win. I like Tyler Reddick a little bit more than Austin Dillon. That's just me, though. Jimmy Johnson, the number 48. Yes, he's had good finishes, but he's just not reliable. I, I kind of almost given up on Jimmy Johnson a little bit. I'm not going to give up on him on Martinsville per se, but other races, I'm just like, I, I don't know. I really don't know what's going on with Jimmy Johnson anymore. Just can't get anything together. 
And then lastly, Ryan Newman. Ryan Newman would have been a good dark horse on here, but ever since the Daytona 500 crash, he just really hasn't been the same. So I don't know really how good Ryan Newman is going to be in this race. He did finish second here last year. He was very close to winning the race. He did really good at Daytona. But ever since that accident, I really haven't seen the Ryan Newman that we're used to seeing when it comes to restricted plays. I don't know. I think it's best to just keep these six off the list. That's my opinion. You can take a risk on these guys. As we know before, I've been wrong. I said Martin Trex Jr. was a bad pick. And look, he got 42 points at Daytona. So if I had to make a guess on who my uh, top six are going to be, I definitely like Ryan Blaney, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and Eric Amarola. I haven't used these guys too much. I, I know I've used Ryan Blaney once or twice, but I say keep these three as my top three for sure. After that, I like Alex Bowman. I like Chase Elliott as well. Those would be some good picks. And then I would really go with Chris Busher. I think those are going to be my six guys. And it might change. I might may look at Tyler Reddick or John Hunter Nemechek, maybe take a bit of a gamble because I don't really have the riskiest drivers in the world. But overall, those are my favorite six. Let me know who you guys are going for. It's going to be a crazy race. I'd say just sit back and enjoy it. Uh, let's just hope I don't get only like 120 points like I did last time. I really hope that does not happen because if that's the case, it's just so unpredictable when it comes to Talladega. And that will conclude the last segment of today's episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget the Yellowwood 500, which is going to be held at Talladega Super Speedway, will start on Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern. The green flag will drop eight minutes after that. It's going to be on NBC and also radio. You can get it on the MRN network or Sirius XM. It's going to be a great race, 500 miles. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be crazy pack. As far as the odds go, they really don't have a clear-cut winner. Usually at some races they say, oh, Kevin Harvick, oh, Denny Hamlin, oh, maybe this guy. But there's really no clear favorite. They got a five-way tie when it comes to the odds to win. Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, they all tie 10-1. to 1. Brad Keselowski, 11-0 out of 1. That's my mistake on that one. Also, I know I made a mistake at Road America. It's in Wisconsin, not Canada. I was thinking of Montreal. So I'm a bit of an idiot for that. But it is what it is. But if you're going to make a bet on the odds, let's say if you're going to throw money down, I think the one I feel the most comfortable with is Eric Amarola at 12-1. and 1. And if you really want to go with a dark horse, um, I would really say either Clint Boyer or Tyler Reddick. If you really want to take a gamble with somebody, if you really want to say a dark horse is going to win it, that's the farthest I'd go with those guys. Um, don't go with anyone like J.J. Yelly, Joey Gase. I know Justin Haley won it a couple years ago, but that only happens once every 10 years. Don't be an idiot with your money. If you're going to be greedy and you're going to go for a dark horse, then like I said, Clint Boyer, Tyler Reddick, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. are probably your best options. But other than that, guys, thank you so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill out the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast. <laughs>